0: This episode of The Tome is brought to you by listeners like you. Thanks for using our affiliate links to shop at Amazon and DMsGuild at thetomeshow.com or supporting us directly as patrons at patreon.com thetomeshow. Welcome to The Tome Show's Fit for D&D show for April of 2020. Um, and, and here's the, here's the idea. This show is going to be a monthly check-in. It was inspired by the uh, hashtag d and Fitness that was started by Tall Squall on Twitter. Uh, and the idea is that Tracy and Sam and I are going to, to check in and talk about sort of how we're doing towards our fitness goals. And then for the second half of each episode, we're going to sort of dig into some topic, maybe an interview Whatever we decide to or to arrange for that month that we think might be helpful to us. Uh, so I mentioned that I am here with Tracy and Sam. So how you guys doing today? Pretty good. Doing well. Nice. So people uh, who are Tome Show familiar are probably aware of Tracy uh, and Sam. They uh, <laughs> appear on many many things, right? Tracy's my co-host on many shows, and Sam is our our fearless editor and co-host on Behind the DM Screen, as well as Edition Wars. And am I missing anything else? Uh,
1: nope, I don't. I yeah, no. I, I I guest host or or guest as a guest on lots of episodes. Lots but. of episodes.
0: Yeah, and and he has a, a separate gig uh, on the D and D Brief podcast that. Um, is fantastic. I just listened to the latest episode today. So the the whole point of this is that we are talking fitness, but we're talking fitness for geeks. So it's okay for us to geek out on whatever we're geeking out on. Uh, are we all? Are you both okay with that? I mean, this is we're we're kind of sure. making the show up as we go. <laughs> so
1: well, so what, what what the thing I said uh, in our in our Discord was it's uh, it's fit for D and D is not just fitness physical it's mental as well right. and i'm so i'm okay with going off on tangents but but i definitely do want to get the fitness the the physical fitness part yeah, in yeah. there too because yeah, i absolutely. think it's important especially in this time of quarantine
2: and i do miss um the podcasts i used to be on where it was a lot of conversation including the sam
1: <laughs> <laughs> right
0: yeah Right. yeah yeah, yeah. That was are you are you referring to back in the four E days?
2: Uh yeah, and there's two options. And I think I'm referring yeah, to both of them. Both of them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean we had we had four geeks, four E, and we had uh uh the round table, the original round table. Right.
0: Yeah, um, y'all, y'all used yeah. to do a lot of stuff together. I didn't even think about like I talked to, to both of you so often it doesn't occur to me that the two of you don't yeah. see each other very often, so
1: I mean yeah. there was probably a span there of uh, two or three years where we talked at least Every every other week, if not every week.
2: Well. Yeah. For hours. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Nice. Some of those round tables were just so long.
1: Oh, I know. Sometimes they went on for hours. Oh man. nice anyway
0: so should we should we uh get into it for our conversation today and figure out what we're gonna yes well, where we're gonna be right uh all this to say like we don't know what the sort of rules of the show are going to be we don't know what the format exactly is going to be we have some ideas about getting how to get started but it's all sort of a, an evolution and whatever and you know um I'm taking the lead at this point cuz I've got the the not quite a script sort of template I'm calling it in front of me to to help me stay on track. Um but but I you know it's it's our show so I don't want to just sort of dictate this is what it'll be like, right? So. Yeah. All right. So, um this episode we don't have a guest. I think in future episodes we we hopefully will be able to have some guests. I already had at least Two people kind of volunteer uh, to come on Uh, and I haven't even started like looking for people yet. But uh, I know several people who uh, have been involved in in some geeky fitness stuff and uh, would be interested in joining in. Uh, My wife even recommended somebody and she's like, oh – I know this person. She does this fitness podcast I listen to. Uh, she's always interested in going on things and talking about her books and whatever. And she's done a bunch of like voiceover work for, for you know, geeky sort of cartoons and stuff. She might be willing to come and talk to you someday. So I'm like, oh, I don't know who that person is, but I'll certainly send an email, right? <laughs> so that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. So nice. Um, so I thought since this, I think the, the format idea that we've kind of talked about is that each month the three of us will sort of check in, you know, how are we doing towards, towards our goals and, and uh, how are we feeling and all that kind of stuff. right? Just do a first check in sort of for the first, I don't know, half or third or so of the episode and then have some sort of segment for the, the back half or two thirds or wh- whatever it ends up being um, that whatever might be sort of helpful to us. Uh, at that point so that's sort of what we talked about uh, how this is going to work but this is our first episode and so rather than bringing in a guest for the first episode or doing something uh, off the off the bo- you know instead of jumping right into the format I guess um, we thought it would be nice to spend the first episode like getting to know who we are and talking about sort of our History with fitness and talking about our, um, our goals and, and what we're doing towards those goals and, and what have you. Um, so I think that's what we're going to do today and I don't know how long it'll take. It might turn into a little bit of, uh fitness therapy as we just talk through, you know, our past and our history and, and see where it goes. Or uh, it might be, you know, each of us talks for a couple of minutes and we're done. Uh, I guess we'll just sort of see where it goes and uh, wait, wait. what people want to share. Have us? I, a few times, yes. Talk for a <laughs> couple minutes? <laughs> well, I don't want to assume that people are uh, – how comfortable people are going to be talking about, you know, their their history with fitness and whatever, right? It can be sensitive for yeah. some folks, so.
2: And and then we probably should quickly talk about a couple of things. None of us are fitness experts or doctors or anything like that. I'm not overstating even with you, Sam, right? I know you have a science background, but. Right, yeah.
1: I am not a medical doctor. Jeff is not a medical doctor. (laughs) I
0: am a doctor, Uh, but not a medical doctor.
1: (laughs) As as my mother puts it, a doctor, but not the kind that helps people. (laughs) Oh, oh. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Not <laughs> medically, but no, right. no. Yeah. We, uh, if you if you are having health issues or concerns, and before you start any workout program or any dietary change, please consult your doctor, right. especially if you have other known constraining factors or other known uh, medical issues. I do, I have, my degrees are in biology, so I am a professor of biology and I teach anatomy and physiology. So I know a lot of the science, but I am definitely not a medical doctor. That's not what my training is. I'm not sure if people know it, but the training for a PhD is, is very, very different for the training from, from, a, from a medical perspective. Okay. So there are joint programs. I was not in one of those. Okay. I am not in any way, shape, or form a medical doctor, just <laughs> like Jeff is not a medical doctor, even though he's a doctor. Right. So, um, but yes. So please do not take our, you know, it's that whole I am not a lawyer thing, right? I can do right. <laughs> advice, think, but I am not a lawyer. So, yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. Right. I know. Absolutely. And, and what, who you consult or whatever, like, that's all great. At the very least, don't consult us. We don't know what we're talking about, right? We're we're making you know, we it. are up giving as we go. you
1: our own personal opinions and evaluations of uh, anecdotal evidence that we have either experienced ourselves or gotten from talking to people or things that we've read in books. And so we'll give you the sources for those things and all that. But in no way is this meant to be construed as medical advice.
2: Yeah. Right. And then the other thing I wanted to talk about real quick was just we already kind of mentioned that sometimes these things can be sensitive topics. And I think part of the reason that I was hoping to have a podcast or have a place to be able to talk about this more is that I try to be very careful on my page. I usually don't talk about, for instance, anything in in terms of pounds and stuff like that, that can often, but I feel like in this podcast, we should be able to talk about that. Is is that okay too?
0: Yeah, that was my, that was my thought. And I think everybody should be able to talk about, what they're comfortable talking about right so um if we're if one yeah. person's comfortable talking about their current weight and the other person isn't then i think that's okay too
2: right and our listeners should know that we might talk about
1: those things
0: right right yeah
1: yeah our intent is not to uh, upset anyone or pressure anyone or make anybody feel like they're not doing something they should be or that they are doing something they shouldn't be or anything like that that That's that's not what where we're going. We're just we're just three geeks who have had. We we realize over over the years that we've all three had struggles with this, and so you know it might as well be something that we apply our podcasting expertise to.
0: (laughs) And and podcasting expertise, whatever, right? I think it's more about like we're holding ourselves accountable and using ourselves as motivation to 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 improve ourselves. So uh, at least that's what it is for me, right? Uh, and we figure if we have to – like if people are expecting a monthly podcast, I, I'm going to have to talk about this. I should probably like get out there and do something that I can talk about, right? So um, yeah. I think that's yeah. part of what it is. And unfortunately, not everybody who wants to um, you know, get in better shape or be healthy or whatever could probably uh, do a podcast every month to encourage them to do that. But that's something we're going to do and people can follow along on our journey and see how it goes. Does that all sound fair? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's exactly. Yeah, that's perfect. All right. So uh, I think it's time to talk about ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) You know. (laughs) Uh, To talk about – for each person to sort of talk a little bit about their history uh, with fitness and sort of where they're at and where they'd like to be and what their goals are um, and all of that. So is there anybody who – is wants to volunteer as tribute to be first i mean i'm happy to do it but i don't want to dominate here and no should i
1: okay i I don't have a preference on who goes first or last it makes no
0: difference i'll get started um so i am not a skinny person i guess is, is a way to start it right um I'm six foot four and uh, last time I weighed myself and it's been a few days, not so a few days doesn't make a huge difference, right? I was about 300 and I think three or four pounds. Um, so I, I, I've long been overweight. I've long been out of shape. Um, people don't always realize how out of shape I am because I'm also tall so it carries differently. Um. And I th- – yeah, and, and I think it got worse the last several years because of grad school, right? I had to stop going to the gym regularly and all that because I was too busy with coursework and dissertation and working a full-time job at the same time and all of that. And I always sort of told myself for, for decades, I told myself, look, I know I'm overweight. I know I'm out of shape. Um, but I'm not going to – I'm never going to let myself get over that 300-pound threshold. And then the last few years of grad school happened, and I did. Um, In the last year or so, since I finished my PhD, I've been able to creep down a little bit. I was at like 310-ish, and I'm down to 303, 304 now, fairly consistently down, not just, you know, I lost a little bit this week or whatever, right? I have some decent success in the past losing weight. I've done some – through my job, I did a couple of weight loss challenges and I won literally like three years in a row to the point that I think everybody got sick of it and they just stopped doing them. Um, And I did that using – by calorie counting, using Lose It. And I didn't necessarily – Lose It is an app where you can just sort of track what you eat and it sets a calorie budget for you and whatever. And I was pretty good about doing it Uh, and then you get sick of it after about a month or two. Um, and, but you kind of know what you can and can't eat at that point. So I was doing okay and able to hold held on until the challenge was over. Um, but if you're not tracking everything that you're eating every single meal all day, every day, it, I, in my experience, it's about a month or so before I sort of lose the habit, right? Every now and then I'm like, Oh, I'm just going to splurge. And then you're splurging a little more and then pretty soon you're not doing it at all. Right. Um, so I've had some success with that. I've also found, though, that when I lose weight, I don't feel better. But when I exercise, I do. Um, and so that's been my experience. And so I've been, to, I, I've gone to the gym fairly regularly over the years. Um, and I've mostly done strength stuff because it's not as boring as, like, cardio is, right? Cardio has always been boring to me. Um and so I've done more weightlifting routines and that kind of stuff and building up my strength. And I like feeling stronger. I don't know even then that I necessarily felt healthier, but I felt stronger, right? Um, since the – and I've been out of shape since probably fifth, sixth grade, right? I was young when I first – and I was a skinny little kid. Uh, and then – there was one year – I blame my dad. There was one year um, that he broke his knee or his knee had surgery or whatever. and So he couldn't get out and get moving around and he started this this bad sort of tradition of having a bowl of ice cream every night. And I want to be just like dad. So I had a bowl of ice cream every night <laughs> and I very quickly went from this little skinny kid to, oh, now I'm – Overweight. I've got a bit of a belly, and you know, I just don't feel like doing all that physical activity stuff. And I can't sort of hung on to it through middle school, and then by high school, I wasn't doing a lot of like sports or whatever. I, I did tennis uh, for three out of the four years of high school. Um, I was always the slowest person in the, on the tennis court, but I still did decently well because my, my, skills were decent. Like I could aim the ball and, and make other people run while I was just sort of taking a few steps here and there. So I kept up okay in terms of, you know, but I was never really much of an athlete. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think there was other stuff I was going to talk about in terms of my history, but I don't know.
1: I do guess you that's... Wanna, do you want to say some goals or Yeah, ha, yeah. Ha, in terms of your history, have you, have there been times in the past where you've been really, really successful or you've felt really successful at, at at being healthier in whatever direction you wanted to be but then you've let that slip
0: well i said yeah i sort of talked about the weight loss pieces where it would occasionally pop and even when the challenges or whatever the contests were over i would still occasionally pop on uh lose it and, and try to lose a little bit of weight and i was usually pretty successful at it um but then it never sort of Again, you get sick of it after a couple of months, and then you're pretty good for another month, or at least I'm pretty good for about a month or so after that, and then I start splurging more and more, and it, it, you know, you, I lose it. I lose (laughs) what I lost from lose it. yeah, yeah. New uh, dm is in the chat room and he talks about how he and I were on Lose It at the same time at one point. And that's true. I remember because we were friends on there and we could kind of watch each other and watch watch our progress. Uh, and I've done it off and on a few times and I I'll st- I still go back to it every now and then. Um, but yeah, no, uh, the the losing weight is, is nice. You know, my clothes fit better or whatever, but I don't feel better. Uh, when I do the weight training, I I feel stronger, which I like. Uh, and then just recently, just in the last, um, you know, what month or so, right? You can't, I can't go to the gym anymore cause we're in the middle of the, the stay at home orders and uh, for anybody who listening in the future or whatever, um, we're in the middle of all of that from the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, and so I have, I can't go to the gym anymore. We have some weights, but not the kind of weight, not as heavy as I need to do my old weightlifting routine. Uh, but I had just started to add a little bit of running and I'd done really small amounts of running before it was never really my thing running was always really boring to me I've even used some of like the the zombies run apps and that kind of stuff and that's kind of entertaining for a little while and then it gets it, does, it can't overcome how boring running is uh, so I've done that a little bit but I started adding a little bit of running to my weightlifting routine because I realized there's a whole other element of health that I've been ignoring even as I've been going to the gym um, now that i can't go to the gym i've just been doing the running uh and i've and i've once again been using the zombies run app i've been specifically using the zombies run 5k app it's specifically designed to sort of take you from a a complete beginner who's never really been a runner before to being able to run a 5k in eight weeks and I've been, uh, I've been really good about it. Like I was pretty good about doing some of that when I was going to the gym. But now that I can't go to the gym, I'm really on it. Like I'm, do- I'm doing it three days a week like they recommend. Uh, I'm on – I just started today. In fact, I just started week seven. So I'm less than two weeks away from finishing the program. And then I'm hoping to switch over to the regular Zombies Run app and keep going. Uh, and so far, seven weeks in, I haven't – I'm not bored yet. So that's huge, right? Um, so, uh, and, and I'm finding a few different places to run and, and whatever, uh, but I'm still sticking mostly to the neighborhood. And, and maybe it's because of the, the stay-at-home orders, right? Because I'm so like cooped up all the time that just getting out of the house and running around the neighborhood for an hour uh, is, it feels even more important for my mental health, let alone my physical health. Uh, but anyway, I think the the, the running has done well in terms of helping me sort of feel healthier as well. I don't know that I've lost more than a few pounds since I've been doing it, um, but I feel, I you know, I'm I'm running further. I'm I'm it's easier. Uh, you know, that first probably four weeks, my knees hurt literally every time I did it. Now my knees don't hurt most of the time when I'm running. Uh, so I feel like I'm getting healthier, even if I'm not getting stronger and I'm not losing a lot of weight. So. Um, I think that's my history. My goals then, I think are to to keep up, right? In terms of what I concrete short-term goals want to do, I want to keep up this this running program, uh find ways to make sure I don't get bored with it. Um and and do, and run at least 3 days a week, uh which is keeping up the program that's that I'm following, right, as a three days a week going out and running. Uh, Long term, I'd like to, to lose a, you know, a good 50 pounds or so, but I've had that goal for, I've had a goal to get to 250 for like, I don't know, 10 years or so now, and it just seems like an unachievable goal at this point, so I think I need to focus in smaller increments than that. So, does that cover me? Does anybody have questions?
1: What uh, are you changing your diet at all, or are you just uh, trying to exercise more and and be more cognizant?
0: Yeah, I'm not changing my diet significantly. Diet is tricky uh, for me. I have, um, and this is worth mentioning, I was um, at one point diagnosed like pre pre diabetic. You know, I wasn't quite getting to the point where the doctor was saying you're diabetic or pre diabetic, but. You know, if that number changes by one or two, then I would be pre-diabetic and on my way to, to being diabetic. Um, and I also have had, um, you know, um, cholesterol um, in my testing or whatever. I've never had, you know, I've always had a strong heart. My You know, my heart rate's always been good and all that. Um, so, you know, I've had recommendations for, for some how to deal with some of that. And I'm on, I'm on medication for the, the blood sugar issue. Uh, but all of that has sort of like, well, at least the blood sugar has, since I've been cognizant of it and on the medication, it's not been a concern for several years now. Um, the cholesterol's continued to be a, a, a concern, but it's not gone up either. Uh, and I struggle a little bit because my wife uh, is having a decent amount of success doing a, a no-carb, no-sugar thing. and She's been doing it for a year and a half, almost two years now. Um, and and it's very impressive, but I, I do all the cooking in the house. And so I, I change what I cook to, to, so she can eat. Right. Uh, but that diet is also high fat, which doesn't help my trying to get the cholesterol thing down. I'm my understanding. I'm told that if you go with a full keto diet, it does actually address some of that, right? that kind of stuff does get better. Um, I just don't know if I'm willing to go all that way. There are certain things I'm not sure I'm, I'm prepared to give up. So uh, so I try yeah. to be better at uh, it and cognizant of it, but uh, not huge changes in my diet other than that. Yeah. Do you mind if I ask you how old you are? I, I turned 40 last October. Yep. All right. Is that enough? Uh, me unloading?
1: Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <All right.
0: laughs> Uh, Do one of you want to volunteer to to tell your story next?
2: Do you want to go, Sam?
1: Uh, You can go or I can go. It doesn't matter to me.
2: Okay, we'll have you go last, I guess. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I can start. Um, So I think longtime listeners of the Tome Show would know that Jeff at one point posted a picture of me from high school. Hmm. And I was, uh, I think in that picture, I probably was like 110, maybe at the very most pounds. So I never had a problem with weight until I was around 18-ish. And then since then, I've just been slowly adding on pounds. And a lot of it uh, is probably now that doctors know more um, has to do with, hormones and uh pco because originally in my 20s i was diagnosed with pcos people thought it was depression but like that weight gain might be depression related but we what a lot of this health stuff ends up being they go down and look at an angle see if that's what explains it and if it's not what explains it then they go to them to the next thing does that sound about right to other folks <laughs> The yeah, you might what, want
1: to explain to the audience what PCOS is. Yeah, I'm sure they don't know.
2: <laughs> yeah, so PCOS is polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is also often tied to insulin resistance, mm. uh, and and other things. So it, it basically is like a, it can be for some folks kind of like pre, pre-diabetes, I guess, in a way, right? So your blood sugars potentially will go up. You'll gain weight because your body is producing more insulin. Insulin happens to be a hormone that helps you uh, get blood glucose in the cells and or put it into fat storage for later. So if you have a high level of insulin, depending what some people think happens is you actually don't have to eat a ton of comparatively a ton of calories you could be eating your normal calories that you're expected to eat and still put on weight because you have that hormone and i want to check in just on the biology thing because that was my understanding
1: <laughs> yeah that's the basics are yeah the basics <laughs> yeah, are, yeah. In, insulin has a ton of effects actually but that's yeah. the that those are the major ones that that whole the the major interaction there is to get get your blood glucose to a level that it's, that would be the, the normal level for a person's body. And right. that's what
2: insulin helps do. Yeah. And so I actually happen to have known these, dec- like some amount of it. Cause my brother was a diagnosed fairly early as type one diabetic, which uh, type one diabetes is, is, where your body can't produce insulin. And thus you uh, have a lot of things with thirst and hunger because Basically, there's a few mechanisms to get the, get your cells the energy it needs, one of which is the insulin part. So, your cells basically aren't getting a lot of energy for the most part if you don't have insulin. Uh, go forward a few years, a couple decades, my parents start getting diagnosed with type 2 diabetes and I get the PCOS stuff. It just keeps going on from there because there aren't a lot of great treatments there's some drugs they often uh can cause further weight gain depending on which which thing they put you on um and there just wasn't a lot known about it and and there's still possibly uh not a lot known and there was a huge push to still say like the overall and I, i know now we're starting to go into like this whole things we might talk about in the next episode thing but just keep eating carbs and, and stuff like that part of it that some folks might think may have actually been detrimental. So it's a very hard thing to, to go through and add on top of it the fact that I'm not very good at remembering to take medications on time, which meant that the medications really weren't doing much for me. And the what I've decided recently um, sorry, I want to talk about one other thing first. So I got diagnosed with diabetes type 2 about a year before I found out that I was pregnant with my child. But my doctor didn't actually like, give me a blood glu- glucose monitor or let me know that the effect that blood glucose high levels of blood glucose can happen can have on a developing fetus and also uh, including some pretty horrific... Um, potential birth defects and that the body, if it does uh, during pregnancy, increases insulin resistance. (laughs) So uh, when we found out um, that I was pregnant and we had been trying for a while and it just finally happened, uh, there was a sudden, I had to completely change my lifestyle. And what I was doing, and this is back in 2015, early 2016, uh, and part of the reason that I actually couldn't come on the tone Show as often is uh, it, causes, it can cause fatigue and everything. So I had to, at a time when I had the least amount of energy ever, radically change my diet to where I was eating fewer carbs, uh, had to be conscious of total calories and stuff like that because we had to keep when my body was fighting against it the most, I had to keep my blood sugar tightly uh, controlled uh, and take insulin. And I have a fear of needles. So that was a wonderful, wonderful time. Mm. <laughs> and then, fast forward, I did end up losing um, about 40 pounds during at the, after the pregnancy was over and after maternity leave was over. Um, but I gained a lot of it back because maintaining that lifestyle when you have a infant and then like not sleeping through the night yet kind of toddler is very difficult uh and so back in january i started feeling a little weird started taking my blood sugar again and i was in the 280s which uh for folks that don't know um I don't know the full way to explain it, but the 180 number, which is on the scale that the U.S. tends to use, uh, is about when they say that your blood sugar is not being controlled. Uh, 300s and above get kind of (laughs) scary. That's usually when they want to have some uh, really bad, like really drastic interventions, potentially. Uh, So I decided at that point to change my diet, to start getting more exercise in and to figure out given that I have a really hard time remembering to take medications and the fear of needles and most of the stuff they want to give me uh, required a required needle, uh, how I might be able to do this without, uh, you know, through food and exercise, which is what they've told me all along in a way. They just didn't, couldn't tell me a magic recipe to make it work. So, so that's what I've been doing. My, Blood sugars have been more in the 130 to 140 range uh, for the most part. So I'm doing great on that side. I was hoping, except for the whole pandemic thing, that by this time I'd go in, get my A1C checked, that it, it should be under um, a seven, which the, the eight and above is, again is kind of like the uncontrolled. Seven's about the good part of saying you at least have it under control and then you just ratchet it down after that. So that's where I'm at. So, my goals are really to make sure blood sugar doesn't get out of control again, which is lots of fun when, you know, it's kind of, it feels a lot like pregnancy in some ways because during pregnancy, a lot of times people are allowed to eat more food because you're actually expending more calories through the creation of a human life. But I couldn't do that because I had to keep my blood sugar control, (laughs) everything else. So, I'm back. Everyone else is like eating you know sometimes eating their emotions and that's totally okay except that i can't really do that because i could be potentially hurting my health and setting myself up for a worse situation if i did happen to get sick so i I know that's very deep and sorry if it's too heavy but that's what's going on with me and that was four years ago that you were pregnant about yeah he's
0: he's he's about is he four now
2: Uh, in July. In July. So, yeah. But I was definitely pregnant four years ago. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Okay. Uh. So yeah. So, uh, that's why I wanted. And it's been hard because I had been to the point where I was, uh, work had a, has a walking treadmill, the working treadmill that you can actually like has a desk and you can walk at it. So I was like walking about an hour on that a day you can only go like a mile or two and then i was doing probably close to 45 minutes to an hour of elliptical every day or, or at least most days uh but of course that's all a lot harder when the gym is closed and then you're not going to work to that treadmill so my activity level has gone down a little bit but we are working fred for his own reasons had already been working with a personal trainer to help so Fred, fred's your like, husband yeah, my husband. So uh, I've been working uh, with him, too. Uh, and I, I feel weird kind of talking about it, because I think people often ex- think, because most of the people that have personal trainers are like incredibly rich people, and it's kind of seen as this luxury thing. But for me and, and him, it's, like, it's a medical issue that we need to figure out how to work this in um, to our lifestyle and, and, and make those changes.
0: So, how often do you meet with the, the trainer?
2: Right now, it's once a week. Uh, and we did get some equipment, um, like the, the, the TRX and stuff like that, okay. to help with it. So, you've, uh,
0: so you've been maintaining, sort of doing some things then, even during the the, the shut in?
2: Yeah. And so, like before, I was getting about 10,000 stuff today, which I know is a totally arbitrary made up number, but is a number. Uh, and I've probably gotten somewhere between half to three quarters of that now, mm-hmm. um, but it's not like I went to nothing, right? Like I'm still pretty active. I do have an almost four year old that I have to constantly chase around, so <laughs> <laughs> there's that too. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, uh,
0: did you talk about your goals? What are you? What are you where are you hoping to be? What is, what's your at least short term, long term? Yeah. Where are you trying to get to? So,
2: so a lot of it's just the blood sugars, um, keeping them pretty steady to where they are now or, and hopefully keep decreasing downwards. Um, that's, like, the main one. I have I have already, since the end of January, lost about 20 pounds. So, like, it's having effects other than that. But I'm, one thing I'm concerned about concentrating on that part is overall weight's important. It's a number that can go up and down, particularly as people hit plateaus and whatnot. So I don't want to feel discouraged if my overall blood sugar numbers are still going the right way. That's great to me. Okay.
0: Good. So you've got that number that's really sort of the more important number for you, is that blood sugar number.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: Excellent. Sam, you have questions?
1: Um... Feel free to not answer this, but can I ask how old you are?
0: <laughs> I am forty-one. Uh, so, so Sam, why don't yes, you tell sir.
1: us your story? Oh, my story. Um, <laughs> well, so let me give you some biometrics first. Uh, I am five foot six, and I weigh about. Well, so I weighed myself yesterday, and I weighed two forty-six. Which uh, two forty six probably sounds like a wonderful number to Jeff, who is what six foot three? Did you say?
0: Six, six
1: four, yeah. <laughs> six four, yeah. Yeah, you're like one and a half tall of me. <laughs> I right.
0: say two um, forty. That's that's been a goal of mine since high school. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: so. right. Um, so I so but I'm five foot six. You know, my my, my brother is uh, six six foot six one. My dad was six foot tall, and I my mom is five four and my grandma was four foot nine so i got my mom's side of the of the height there um so i did not get the grow tall gene (laughs) but uh you know really that doesn't matter i mean uh the, the thing is that the thing isn't even really like how tall i am it's how the weight sits on my frame and when I hit about 250, I really, really start to feel uncomfortable. Not that I'm super comfortable now, but it's 250 is like, a, it's a, one of those numbers that's aligned for me. And I was above it for a while. I, I've struggled with my weight, my enti- basically my entire life. I was a super skinny kid, you know, and then, but as soon as I hit puberty, that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, the hormones started going and I started eating everything and... Uh, you know, my family's not the most nutritious eaters. Um, so growing up, you know, everything was comfort food and, you know, high carb. You know, we we my brother and I were latchkey kids. So we would come home and we'd eat a big giant sugary bowl of cereal uh, as our after school snack. And then we, we would sit and do homework and then, you know, we'd watch TV or we'd, you know, play on the, you know, on the computer in later teen years and stuff like that. So we weren't super active. Um, And I'm, I know myself, I'm very susceptible to habits. So, um, you know, Jeff, you talking about your dad getting a bowl of ice cream, you know, every night or whatever, that really speaks to me, not because my dad had a bowl of ice cream every night, but because if I get into a habit you know, one of my worst habits is eating if I'm watching TV. Mm-hmm. And when I went back to college, I quit watching TV altogether. And it was one of the best things I ever did, because it took that sitting and doing nothing time away. But now, you know, now, of course, many, many years have passed since that. And, and, you know, now I do everything on a computer, and and there's a lot of sitting time again. and And even though I don't watch a ton of TV, I do watch a little bit of TV. And, as soon as I notice myself getting into a pattern of like eating, that means that my brain says to me every time I sit down to watch a show, oh, you should be eating something. You should be eating a snack, right? Or when I used to commute a long way when I lived in California, I was commuting a very long way. I would always be eating lunch in the car because it was the only time I had to eat. But then that meant that every time I sat in the car, my brain would be like, you should be eating something. you know. And I'm very susceptible to that. I'm, I've, I Apparently, I have an addictive personality. Um, but not in the good way that that might sound like, right? Like (laughs) I I smoked for a long time and I quit smoking and I haven't smoked now in more than a decade, but, um, like I know that my, my brain is, is – it's set to that habit and humans are creatures of habit anyway. But for some of us in particular, when there's a habit that you form, it just really it's, – it's a, it's, a, it's a deal, right? For me, it's just really triggering. And food is a triggering thing because I eat my feelings like Tracy mentioned and I also – I eat when I'm bored, and sitting down watching TV really actually bores me a little bit, even if occasionally I watch a show that's interesting. It's really just my body sitting, and I my brain relates that as bored equals food, right? It's very passive, yeah. Yeah, it's a very passive thing. So, so that's kind of the – like I know that about myself. Um, there was a time when I weighed a lot more than I weigh now, and – and I, I sort of I sort of sit between you know 240 250 most of the time if I'm not paying attention to anything and I'm just doing normal activity, um, whatever my normal day to day is. But the thing is that normally when because I, I teach at college, okay, and I teach, my schedule is such that when I teach, for example, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm literally standing on my feet from about nine thirty in the morning until seven PM at night because I stand up and move around when I teach and I gesture and I draw things and I walk around to my students and help them and I and it's very active relatively speaking. I'm not just sitting on my butt, you know, at a desk or something. And now all of a sudden I don't have that for, for the past, you know, month. Uh, and so my activity level has changed from my normal baseline not even counting, you know, planned exercise or anything, just my activity. I'm sitting now making videos for my students, but I'm sitting in a chair when I'm doing it, right? Or I'm, you know, making assignments at a, in, in a chair at a computer and it's really, I can feel it because, um, you know, in the fall of last year, I actually started using lose it again. I kind of like Jeff, I, I, I have had an account with lose it for a very long time and I use it off and on. Um, And when I start using it, it really works because I, it it, just, the fact of making me think about what exactly, how much, how many calories is this thing I'm eating? um, It doesn't actually make me eat better. It just makes me pay attention to how much I'm eating and I end up eating less right um and so that's helpful to me but so last maybe maybe it wasn't last fall maybe it was the fall before i lost about 30 pounds and when i lost 30 pounds when i when i lose weight i do feel better but then if i don't increase my activity i hit a plateau and and it doesn't matter what i do i start gaining the weight back um so Uh, So I tried to start integrating some exercise in there, but then, you know, just life and everything got in the way. And that, that, those pounds started creeping back up and I was at a, you know, I was creeping up and I, and I noticed my weight was creeping back up. And then, you know, in February I said, okay, I'm going to do something about this. And then we hit this huge pandemic issue. And now I'm sort of like crap. Now I, now I've creeped even closer back up towards my 250 number that I really hate. And so I'm you know, I'm trying to sort of mentally adjust my, the way I'm thinking about things again and saying, okay, don't get into a bad pattern and don't get into a habit. And so so hearing you guys talk about, you know, how you're going to maybe do this podcast. And I said, oh, I want in, I want in because <laughs> this will make me be accountable because I, I also know with myself, along with doing that pattern thing, if I, if I'm accountable, I tend to do a lot better, right? Especially if I'm accountable to friends and people I respect, because that makes me really think, oh man, I really, I have to talk about this. Like I can't, I'm going to have to be honest about this thing I'm doing. Right. And so, um, so yeah. So, uh, yeah. What did I skip? I, a lot, I skipped a lot. There's a whole lot in there that I (laughs) haven't said. I mean, I've had this issue my whole life, basically my, all my whole adult life. So there have been, I mean, there was one time about before I went to grad school, I had lost, I I went on a low carb diet And, and I maintained that for six or eight months and I lost like 60 pounds and I got down to, I got under 200. I was at 198. My jean size got down to a freaking 38, (laughs) 36, something like that. It was awesome, (laughs) you know? Um, and I felt really good, but you know, then life happened and, and it just, you know, and that. You know, it's just it's one of those things. Right. So the, as a biologist, here's what I tell my students. I say, OK, you know, everybody wants to go where wants to lose weight. You go, you eat better and you work out. But you know what happens after you work out and you work really hard? You feel, find yourself hungry. Right. But now that you've lost weight, you actually can't eat as much because you don't need as much to maintain the body that you have because you lost some of your body. But you're even hungrier because you worked out. You know why? Because you're a mammal. Cause that's how mammals work. <laughs> when, when you expend energy, your body wants you to put that energy right back because it wants to be as efficient as possible. So like, that's, that's an issue. And knowing that, right. So here's, here's why I kind of bring that up. Knowing that stuff makes absolutely no difference to my behavior. Like I know exactly, I know a ton of biology, but none of that changes. I knew biology when I was a smoker too. And I knew how horrible it was. None of that changes when you have a behavioral pattern and a genetic makeup that that causes certain circumstances to be true for your own life, right? And so my certain circumstances are I very easily put on weight. It's very hard for me to lose weight. I've tried a lot of different things. and. I really just want to be healthy and feel better. The one thing that happens to me that's really, really important and that I use as a measure of how I know that I'm being healthier, I sleep much better Mm. if I'm working out and eating better. If I just do one of them, it doesn't necessarily lead to better sleep. But if I do both of them, I feel better. Mm. When I sleep, I'm more rested. And that's kind of what I'm looking for. It's not really about a number for me, although it is because I don't want to get above that 250, but it's Mm -hmm. not, I don't have, I used to have goals like, oh, I want to get down to whatever. I want to do this. I want to, I don't like, I don't really have, I've learned over time that that's not a goal that works for me as much. Like what the goal that I really need to have is I need to have, I have a number because it's measurable, but I need to get to that point where, okay, I need to, to you know, my journey really starts when I hit the point where I sleep better because then it's like, okay, now how do I keep this? Like, how do I keep the situation where I've slept better? And that's, that's where I, and I know I need measurable numbers, but that's really <laughs> what I'm, my goal mm-hmm. right now.
0: Yeah, sleeping and better. I'm, would be I'm, nice.
1: f- I'm 46 and a half. I'll be 47 in August. I was going to so. ask
0: yeah. <laughs> since you asked everybody else. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So does that, mean, does that mean I'm the baby of the group? I yeah, you oldest. are, your baby. Wow, okay,
1: because I, I, I know that the older you get, you know, your metabolism changes, your body changes, and so like a lot of this is metabolic, and that's genetically related. But age plays a huge part in that, right? Like, I I get like I never I used to always be like a, I'm, a, I'm a night owl. I just naturally stay up at night, and um, but I used to be able to do that, you know, several nights in a row. I could stay up really like I can't do that anymore, and that's age related. Mm-hmm. Um, and Things like, um, you know, lo- losing just a couple of pounds is a lot harder now than it was even 10 years ago, right? Like I just – it's just – it's tough. So I know there's an age-related component there too.
0: So so um, at the very least what we've learned is that this is going to be a show about three middle-aged white geeks trying to get healthier, right? <laughs> so, yes. Um, yes. You know. Okay, okay. Yes. Um, we'll try to to diversify experiences as we bring in uh, people for interviews and things as we go along too. That certainly um, was not an intention of the show when we put it together. It was just yeah. Tracy and I were chatting about it because we were both uh, talking about online about trying to get uh, healthier. And then Sam's like, hey, yeah, I want to do this too. So here we are, right? So um, that was not – An intentional decision, so much as a a confluence of events, right? Um, Good. Uh, I noticed uh, as I listened to to everybody's story, there was this effort and levels of success with going low carb. Um, You know, Sam mentioned you lost a lot of weight with it. Tracy has had to start cutting carbs for her her blood sugar and diabetes issue. I talked about having to change my diet mostly because my wife is low carb. Um, And and I'm curious, like, I know for myself, I don't know that I could go to the degree that that my wife has gone, right? She does basically no carbs, no sugar, unless, you know, it's her birthday. And then she'll have a, you know, piece of cheesecake. So no carb, no carb, and no No, processed sugar. No added sugar. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cuz the thing is you so just as a warning you can't go no carb. Like there are diets that will right. say go no carb. You can't go no carb. No, your no, no, brain no. Yeah, yeah. your neurons need glucose. They specifically need glucose. Right. So yeah, you no, have no. to have some carbohydrate. Yeah,
0: yeah. So but she gets so, all, she she, she, yeah. she tries to get all of her carbs from from the vegetables that she eats. Sure. So. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, fruits and vegetables are great sources of yeah. carbohydrates that are not but she's not having not processed, she's not yeah.
0: having bread she's not having pasta she's not having all that and and then i think about that and i'm like well there is a degree to which i could do some of that but i don't think i think as somebody who likes to drink tea in the morning i have to put sugar in my tea i can't drink it otherwise um Maybe if I weaned myself off of the sugar, I would get used to it enough that I could. But at the, I've tried it, and it's like, no, no, I can't do it. It's too bitter, uh, you know. And, and as the cook of the family, like once a week making, uh, you know, pasta or whatever for the family is just too easy of a meal to put together. If I've only got fifteen to thirty minutes to put a meal together, I know that's something I can do, right? Um, the breads and stuff like i like a biscuit every now and then with breakfast but i i don't i could cut most of the breads um but i would have a hard time with the sugar in my tea and the and the pasta but I, but i have tried to reduce the amount of carbs so hopefully that's helpful <laughs> So or added processed carbs so
2: yeah and, and um one of the things one of the concepts that's going around uh in with some of the stuff like keto is more talking about the what the umbrella term is like for all of them and that's the low carb healthy fats most often is how it's uh put or high like high fat but not just any fats right um and and part of the interesting thing about that is that low carb in that at essence can be anywhere from a hundred grams of carbs per day on down, mm-hmm. so there's actually a wide array even within that. Uh, I noticed some folks like, uh, you know, I think I read somewhere recently that the average American diet's probably more like 250 carbs per day. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Uh, so that is like a reduction, but you don't have in in order to be "quote unquote" low carb, you don't have to necessarily go all the way down right. to like what Atkins or keto even says to do.
0: Yeah, no, my wife's theory behind the whole thing and maybe someday i'll convince her to come on but um her theory behind the whole thing is if she has to take the time to count her carbs she'll fall off the wagon and she won't do it so she's just you know like no i'm just gonna cut it all and that and that way way that's easy to count you know (laughs) so
1: that's actually what i was gonna say to you in response to your tea comment was like if that's your morning wake up pleasure or whatever, mm-hmm. then that's not the first thing you should go to in terms of thinking about what you should change. You know what I mean? Because right. like I I love coffee. I love the taste of coffee. Mm-hmm. I'm a I have a bitter palate, so I really love like strong black coffee. But I know that drinking so much coffee all the time all day is bad for me. So what I've done is I I started to, I would, I would allow myself one, like I have a 10 ounce, like travel cup, right? I would allow myself one 10 ounce cup, or maybe it's 12 ounces or something like that. And I would drink that like the whole morning. And then when it was empty, I had to refill it with water at least twice that day before I went home. Like I had to drink that much water at work. Right. So, and then that would also stop me from, Oh yeah, I'll just top up my cup with coffee that was made at the office or whatever. Right. Right. Like I, I made myself not do that. So I still got the pleasure of my coffee, but I, but I adjusted it down of my own choice. It wasn't because somebody said I need to quit drinking coffee or whatever. Anyway. So then what I started doing was I like tea as well. So I thought, well, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll start, switching to tea a few days a week right and so now i've gotten to where i don't even drink coffee every single day anymore and i and i don't miss it because i've replaced it sort of with healthier options that are just as good but like if that's your thing that you need your tea in the morning and it needs to have sugar then that's like the last place you should remove yeah, that absolutely. thing right because the, the the biggest easiest way to kill this for anybody i think is do take away something that you feel like is a necessity like right. well forget it then what's the point of living right right i could get hit by a truck walking down the street tomorrow and i've given up the thing i love the most in the morning like that i mean like right. i don't have that particular attitude but I, but it's a valid thought about life right like right. why would you remove the thing you enjoy the most about your two hours in the morning you right. know
0: well in the end the the pasta thing is tricky for me too because like i don't know that i I don't know that I really care about the pasta itself, but I like having that meal. And I know you have those replacements, right? Whenever I make pasta for the family, I always make one separate little pot for my wife using zucchini noodles or I'll do mushroom caps or whatever. Thing is, I don't like zucchini or mushrooms, so I don't know what I could possibly replace it with that that would work for me. Uh, So I need some sort of delivery to bring that sauce and cheese into my mouth and uh, pasta (laughs) is the way we do it, right?
2: Yeah. And I mean, so I have this uh, similar sort of problem, but... Pasta makes, even the whole wheat and others' pasta, just makes my blood sugar go straight up. Mm. Um, so what I've been doing lately is I found a recipe. You can use chickpeas with sauce on it. actually tastes really good. I know it sounds weird. Just but like whole chickpeas? Yeah. I've, I did a bowl last week because I had some extra sauce left over and I had zucchini and and chickpeas available because they're a pantry staple uh and i actually sauteed the zucchini with the chickpeas and then put the sauce over top and it was delicious for me whether it works for you i don't know but i'll try that's because i love sauce too do
0: do me do me a favor and the next time you make that take a picture of it for me i'm curious what the chickpea to sauce ratio is
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I feel like, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of so I don't I don't do the cooking for my family. So I'm like my wife and I try to eat better, but we don't like plan out menus or anything like that. And so um, and, and when we get stressed, like when she gets stressed, she goes right to comfort food, right? The food that comforts her in her own life. And so and I mean, that's just that's just the thing, right? So like, Sometimes it's really hard to make it so that uh, I am still eating healthy. I'm not the meal planner. So I and and her and I, I have not sat down with her and said, hey, let's plan something different because that's sort of her domain. And it's not fair for me to say that, right. you know, right now until like I haven't had a conversation with her and said, hey, let's get on the same page and let's do something like so. Like it sounds like I'm blaming her or something for making really awesome meals, and that's not the way I'm meaning it. It's not the way I'm saying it, or right? it's not it's not my intention to say that or to mean that. And I don't mean that. Um, all I'm saying is that you know, I guess the point I'm getting at is, as humans, we live in in families, and it's not just a case of oh well, I can just do whatever I want, right? It's a case of, hey, I've, I have my wife as well, and I'm not going to rob her of the things that she likes to eat and the things that she likes to cook and the things that she knows how to deal with in her life just because I'm saying I need to make a change. So my choice instead is for right now because – and it works for right now. I can just eat a little bit less but still have you know the things that, that are on our menu because that's what she's enjoying cooking and eating, and that's not meant as a blame – Thing right that's meant as a hey this is reality right like this is my reality i'm i am i i eat certain foods and within that constraint just like jeff right. drinking the tea within the constraint of the foods i'm eating i can choose my portion right just like jeff can choose to still drink his tea with sugar but mm-hmm. change something else to, to sort of try to make a shift into a slightly different lifestyle like what one of the things i learned was um I can't just suddenly make a shift and, and change the entirety of my life. And Mm -hmm. I can't sit down with my wife and say, Hey, let's do this. Now we're never going to buy this thing again. And we're only going to buy these things and learn how to cook this all new food and do all these things. Uh, Like lickety split, okay, we're starting this Monday, like, that's not how my life works, right? Like, so for me, and even I could say that she would probably agree, and we would do whatever, but then we would both be really unhappy for a while, right? Like, this is the kind of change that has to be Mm -hmm. sort of almost subtle in its shift you know what I mean if that makes sense you know what I'm saying because because I am a creature of habit and I have patterns if I completely try to shift that pattern right away something makes me unhappy like it it has to shift almost so slowly that I don't notice it right so I don't know how valid that actually is but that's sort of that's sort of the feeling that you know what I mean like I know there's other ways to do it but in my life right now that's just how it seems and feels
0: so I, uh, unsurprisingly, um, with our first little introductory episode telling our stories, we have successfully gone over an hour. Um, so <laughs> yeah. you were right when I when I what? thought when I thought said maybe it would go a little short. Who knows? Uh, and Sam's like, "Have you met us?" Well, here you are, that, and that's the way it works, right? I, people, somebody always has expectations about how short it'll be, and it never works out that way. You got, you got to fit the formula, right? Otherwise, it, <laughs> something would fall apart. Um, but I think it would be good to – like what are we each sort of hoping to do before we chat again next month? And to let people know what we're doing next month. So uh, let's start with what are, we ho- what are we each hoping to do by next month when we chat again?
1: Uh, well, me personally, so for, for sort of qu- quantitative goals, I would like to be down to 240. Um, which, is, which is doable at two pounds a week, which is sort of the sort of whatever recommended healthy, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and I would like to uh, increase my exercise so that I'm walking every single day, because right now I'm only walking every other day, and I'm not walking as long as I have a time goal there. I'm not sure what my time goal is going to be, but I do want to have a, 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 a exercise every day and be down to 240. Okay. That's, my, that's my this month okay. goal.
0: Good. I think I'm. I think I also have, uh, and I think I have even more modest sort of weight goals. I think I just like to get myself under 300, and I'm only a few pounds away at this point. I, but I'd like it to be consistent, like three pounds consist, or you know, under 300 consistently, as opposed to the the daily sort of fluctuation. I mean, I could lose three pounds in water weight, uh, you know, if, uh, in a few hours if, if I need right. to, um, and I, I've done it before. Um, but I'd also like to try to, like I'm running three days a week and for the health of my joints and whatever, I don't want to increase that at this point. Um, but I want to, I, I've been filling in some of the other days. I didn't mention this during the, the stay at home orders. I've been filling in some of the other days by doing other things with my, my youngest son, he used to do yoga in elementary school, so we've been doing yoga videos just so he's active and doing stuff, and I'm like, I'll do it with you to encourage him to do it, but like, uh uh, and we also watched a. Uh, he looked over my shoulder and watched a Wheezy Waiter video. I don't know if you're familiar with Wheezy Waiter from YouTube, uh, YouTuber, uh, and and he, no. <laughs> he does these challenges every now and then. I'm going to do this thing for a month and see how it goes. Right? He recently re- released one where he's like, I, I'm going to do yoga every single day for a month. And so uh, my son watched it with me, and he's like, I remember doing yoga. That was fun. Let's you know, let's try that out. And so we've been doing yo- and we've found the same channel that he was using, the same YouTube channel he was using to do. Yoga go with and we're doing the same one and um, so I'm hoping to like the days that I'm not running uh, I want to those other days do something like that or go on a good long walk or whatever just to, to do something every day so there's no de- completely dead days um, those are my goals Tracy what do you want to do ne- by next month
2: I think I'd like to get most days under 100 grams of carbs for now just because it seems to be the right thing from everything I read. Uh, And then probably try to get a little more walking or other types of activity in during the day. I'm still making my move goal on the Apple Watch, uh, but just more focused being able to walk away and just even take a few laps around the parking lot would be nice the other thing we're
0: all going to have a goal for uh for next month is we're going to for our first uh few episodes of this series we're going to do a book club a book study whatever because uh, it just so happened that all of us like either had or had an interest in this book whether we've read it or not i think tracy you said you've read it um I have it because my wife has read it, so I have the audiobook version of it. Uh, And so uh, then we piqued Sam's interest and and he jumped on, I think. So we're all going to read uh, The Obesity Code. Um, and My wife found it very helpful, so she recommended it. You seem to to like it, Tracy. So um, we're going to dig into that. Um, I'm... I'm actually in the middle of downloading it right now uh, because I want to see sort of uh, – do we want to split it into three <laughs> weeks or or three months or two? I'm kind of inclined towards two right now just because I already have like three potential guests uh, to come on and, and join us for interviews and stuff. Um, so I don't want to make them wait too horribly long. But um, you tell me what's reasonable. So the total is just – it's 10 hours and 10 minutes. Uh, It's broken up into six parts, so why don't we just say let's listen to part one, two, and three for next month. In terms of it being in six parts, that's half of it. All right, so that's the plan. We're going to read, or I guess we're all going to listen to The the Obesity Code uh, and the first three parts, and we're going to talk about it uh, next month when we get together and have a chat and see where we're at. You know, we'll start off with, you know where are we at in terms of our goals? What have we been doing this last month? And then we'll get into talking about the book and what we learned and how it's affecting us. So sound good? Yeah. Sounds good. All right. So I think, That's where we're at for this month. If anybody wants to ask us questions, uh, you can find The Tome Show on Facebook. You can also find it on Twitter. It is at The Tome Show. You can email thetomeshow at gmail.com. You can, on any of those locations, ask for the Discord link at any time. We'd love to have more people there. It's become quite active uh, in the last, what, couple weeks, week or two. Um, since since we really got it going, and there is a dedicated uh, fitness channel there uh, that we follow along with and 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 chat about what we're doing and what have you. Um, I believe Tracy was the impetus behind getting that channel going, and um, there's been a decent amount of activity there. Today we were talking about sugar cereals. Uh, so you can also reach uh, the others and uh, all of us individually on Twitter. I am at Squatch S Q U A C H. Tracy.
2: I'm at Sarah Dark Magic sir with an h
0: and sam
1: i am at dm samuel no spaces
2: all right and and there we are we have begun
0: our fitness journey the quest has been launched uh we are we will slay the 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 beast of unhealthiness uh (laughs) (laughs) so here we are uh and i hope people decide to come along and join us as we we build up our health while we also build up our geekiness
1: Sound good? That sounds good.
0: Awesome.
2: All right. All right. I'm off the wall.